Hello everyone and welcome back to the Alpha Live podcast. It's, well, it's episode two. I'm not sure whether or not we call it episode two. The first episode was a pilot episode. We'll go with episode two. Why not? Henry Bidet, you join me once again. We're back. We're back. How are you today, sir? Yes. Oh, I'm very well. Uh, Living, tripping the light fantastic here in Mm -hmm. South Wales, Riviera, as always. Um, I think we this this episode we've got to call it shifting gears because it's shifting very gears? Uh, yeah shifting gears I like yeah, that yeah gears plural yeah plural. I, think we, I think we should do that yeah okay yeah because yes. sh- I think gears. That, you know as you will explain to the the, the viewers and mm. listeners yes. um, that uh, we're uh, obviously all forms of karting will be discussed but uh, certainly the bits of where you have to shift gears go up five and down one that one well I'm glad if anyone yes. is listening to the audio version of this you didn't see the hand gestures that henry just did if you're on the youtube no, no, version no, 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 no. i can only apologize uh, there we go but yes you are right in saying we are going to be talking to a lot of drivers in terms of the gear shifting side of things we've got Caden mcqueen who's joining us he'll be kickstarting his career in kz2 in the 2022 british champ season we'll be doing a short segment about the british champs uh, as well because that'll be kickstarting this weekend as well so uh, make sure you tune for that one yes indeed Uh, the news of course we'll be back with the news as well and we'll be joined by Division 1 supercar driver Rob Stubbs Uh, and he's all he's all about his uh, karting as well but in the gear uh, gear box side of things as well and he's got his YouTube channel which he's got lots of content on there and you can visit that at Rob Stubbs uh, on YouTube and he's got lots of cool content on there so uh, I, I think we've got a pretty wicked episode up ahead Henry we have got a very high speed episode, mm. um, you know. You, yes, because uh, obviously it takes it takes a lot of the guts to, to drive any sort of race car at high speed. But uh, those Division One supercars, uh, and indeed the KZ2s, you, you need to walk around with a, a wheelbarrow to put uh, certain parts of your uh, you know uh, physique in them because you need large of those to, uh, to, to to do gearbox karting very successfully. I think we got away with that. That one's okay. But yeah, no, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Just about, I think, we'll do that. But yeah, plenty of uh, stuff coming up. Make sure you stay tuned. Well, we'll move on to our first topic of the podcast today then. We've got Cade McQueen, KZ2 driver for 2022 in the Motorsport UK British Kart Championships. Caden, how are we today, sir? Yeah, good, thank you. Um, be better if it was sunny. What do you mean it's not sunny? We're at the same place. We're at both at Wilton Mill. I was outside a second ago and it's lovely and warm. Stop complaining, Caden. Stop complaining. Kate, oh, what can I do with you? Used to hot weather, I guess. <laughs> uh, Henry joins us again for this one. Caden, you've got quite a busy year up ahead, of course. KZ2, uh, a new venture for you. You've, you've done lots of testing. Uh, do you think you're ready for the season this year in KZ? Yeah, for sure. We've had a couple of days testing. Uh, they've been really good. I was here at Wilton the other day, just uh, getting some time on a new engine, uh, which seems fairly strong at the moment. So we're heading in the right direction. We obviously had our first race at Shennington a few weeks ago and managed to win. Um, then we're back there in two weeks time for the first round of the British. Yeah, Henry, you come in with uh, with this one. But uh, yeah, it's KZ2, we were talking about it. We'll um, we'll be speaking to some supercar drivers a little bit later on today in the show as well. You know, KZ supercars, they've got a, a fundamental similarities, but they're completely different in a way as well. Well, yeah, I mean, KZ is is one of my favourite classes. And it's, it's the class this year, I've got to say, I'm looking forward to, to seeing most. Uh, not obviously just because as Caden is in it, but because Caden's one of a number of drivers that we're used to seeing in direct drive classes that are moving across and, and finally um we're starting to see that migration is when when top level drivers in senior x30 and senior rotax 
um, they decide instead of either stopping or instead of trying to go into cars or something like that, they think, oh, no, there's more bang for your buck in karting. We're going to move to KZ2 and stay in the British Championship. You've got the likes of Bradley Barrett, Charlie Turner, uh, Tom Adams is coming over, Oakley Pryor uh, and Caden as well. So it, it, it breathes not new life into the class, but it, it keeps, you know, you know that the next three or four years are going to be very strong in the class because you've got now contenders looking at, uh, in, in Rotax next, you're looking at what Caden and what Charlie and what Bradley are doing and thinking, right, okay, I want a bit of this. And it's going to get more attention for the class. The grid's going to be bit, uh, bigger. Um, so, I, I, it's, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to KZ2 this year. Uh, superb, superb racing in store. Was there a question in there for Caden at all? No, there wasn't. That was just a statement. That was my, that was <laughs> that my was opening monologue. <laughs> my question now, Mr. Jordan, is I'd like to ask, you know, my good friend and uh, 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 esteemed colleague, Caden McQueen, you know, talk about the, the, the theory behind it, the decision-making behind it. Because, you know, we've seen you win in Senior X30, you know, top 10 in the championship. We've seen you do well in, in Rotax. Um, obviously, you're tied with crop promotions and you do an awful lot of work with them. So, yeah, decide, yeah the, the decision to go into KZ2. That was so my question, kind of, way, Anthony. There good. we go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for making that clear. Um, so, <laughs> for me, um, to do KZ this year, it was, it was something a lot different. Um, it's a new challenge. Like you said, we've been at the front in everything else we've raced in, so we thought we'd take on a new challenge. Uh, it's been in talks for a while between me and my dad, uh, so we thought, you know, we'll see what, what the team think. Uh, and there's not many crop carts um, over here in KZ, so we had a little chat with the factory, um, with the team here as well, to see if we can do some sort of promotion work to get some more carts over here, which so far so good. We've got a couple of drivers that have uh, bought a cart, a couple of others that are thinking about joining. So for, for us as a team uh, with Croc, it's it's more of a, a step forward to expanding our brand. Yeah, nice. I mean, that's that's a good push as well because, you know, Croc Promotions is a very successful team uh, in the UK and abroad as well. So, you know, definitely trying to push it in multiple classes, I think, is the best way forward for the team. And, you know, seeing that this year with uh, yourself going into KZ2 again will be absolutely fantastic. Now, Caden, um, you've been... Well, I'd say you've had a pretty electric career. You've been on fire for the most of, uh, you know, like last year. But speaking of fires, of course, I, I want to cast your mind back a little bit, Caden, uh, to around, I think it was 2017 or 18. I'm not, not quite too sure. What happened at Raura and involving some fire extinguishers and uh, and uh, <laughs> yourself? What happened there, Caden? Uh, apparently, uh, apparently, a little bird, a bird told me. Um, that you set off every single fire extinguisher. That you set off every single fire extinguisher at Rara. What 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 happened there? I, I was just watching. You know, nothing. You're watching. No, no, you didn't do it yourself. No, <laughs> no. no. I, I just stood there and was um, making sure they were doing it correctly. You know. So, right. Um, oh. As you said, I've been on fire recently, so I've I've had some. Uh, <laughs> fire extinguishers set off at me so i was just making sure they set them off correctly just in case there was a fire throughout the weekend and they needed to support that driver that may you have been were on fire them. So. you were yeah. testing yeah. them superb superb service to karting yeah. mm. a superb mm. service yeah. to karting yeah. I, should I should definitely think so yeah i think uh, didn't uh, <laughs> didn't mr dan have to kind of rectify that issue for you a little bit didn't he I'm not going to speak too much in that. I was very much told. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, just quickly, quickly going back, going back to karting. Yeah. Um, 
just a question, you know, obviously, you know, how long, how many years now have you been with, with Croc, Caden? Uh, Do you know what? I think this is now my fifth or sixth year with them. Yeah, because you, you did Formula Kart Stars in Cadet. And I remember yeah. you were at Silverstone for the relaunch of that um, when, you, yeah. when you were in Cadet. But then once that, once that finished, in, in Mini X30, you, you've been straight on that, on that cart virtually, you know, ever since, haven't you? Yeah. And sometimes um, it has been a bit of a struggle, you know, because you've had to build the brand. You've had to build yeah, the brand, yeah. you know, obviously you've got a great workshop now at Wilton, but yeah. uh, it has, and you've got the, you know, if you, if you move your shirt, you guys obviously Gabriel Silk won the, the Junior X30 World uh, International Final last year on that. But I mean, yeah. it hasn't always been, you know, a bed of roses, has it? And, and that's, a lot of that has fallen on your shoulders, which not many people realise how much work you've had to do and how many times you've gone out with a cart that's, doesn't work and have had to try and make it work and as a young yeah. driver that's that's you know what goes on behind the scenes not a lot of people see that which i think is a, a, a great credit to you yeah i mean you know when i first joined croc um there was only one driver besides me um so that was uh, jack deacon at the time uh, he's not karting anymore however there was only him and me in the team now to go up against teams such as Fusion or KR Sport or Strawberry or, and other teams like that that have been using the OTK product for many years to come across, you know, them in a race situation or even practicing it, it was very challenging because they always have had more of an understanding of their brand and their, you know, their chassis. So we've done a lot of work over the years to help the cart, um, you know, a lot of stuff that's been changed um, to, to ensure that the cart is you know good enough to win races and we've proved that over the years that well now we've we've won the IAMI world championships which is a big big deal especially when you know we're up against all them teams again um but behind the scenes you know it's been really hard it's day in day out work the guys that back here at the workshop they do an amazing job um all the carts are always prepped you know they go through every single little thing to see what they can do to help improve um, obviously, I give the feedback as well on the track to see if that's helped or if it hasn't. And they write it down and go back to the workshop and try again. But, you know, everyone behind the scenes has done a massive, massive job to, to make our chassis a race winning car. And it, it is, I would personally say, you know, driven other carts as well, that this is probably the best chassis now on the grid. Yeah, and it, it just shows a testament to the team as well and how well the team has worked together to develop that alongside yourself yeah. and, of course, the rest yeah. of the drivers. Um, it just shows how well organised and uh, yeah. how strict it, the It definitely the hasn't been easy. Is. Yeah, no, I can't I no. can't imagine it was been easy, but, uh, yeah, um, I mean, yeah, building a chassis, I mean, I look at it and it's just a bunch of tubes to me, but you look at it and, you you know, you <laughs> see you see uh, there's, there's, there's purpose in the design of this chassis and how yeah. it functions and, and everything like that. So, yeah, it's a great testament to yeah. you and your team. The hardest bit for us was building the brand. Mm. You know, you can you can make a cart that's good, but it's about proving it to other people. Um, and obviously, we're the UK distributors for the cart, so you know it's very hard to to get them carts out there with people putting trust in us. So thankfully, we've got good customers. You know, people trust us, and now we're starting to prove ourselves, winning championships, the world championships as well. You know, people are starting to realise that hmm, you don't have to be on an OTK product to win. You know, there's other carts out there. There's other people that have been working just as hard, if not harder, to ensure that everyone in the team, not just myself, is is at the front. And, you know, I think that's important. But like I said, when we're racing up against teams such as Fusion that have got 20-odd drivers, they can try 20-odd different things on every single cart and see what's 
you know what's better and what's not but for us it's always you know now all the other people like gabriel they're getting older they can feel differences between a cart but it was more me going out to try develop a cart but only me so it took a lot more time to to do that mm, yeah I can imagine. I can imagine. I mean, you're very quick in terms of uh, driving a cart and especially rear wheel drive versions of carts. Um, what about front wheel drive things, though? How are you in a front wheel drive car? <laughs> side of things? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad? <laughs> really? No, nothing, really? Nothing you want to tell really? Because <laughs> you, you have, like, you know, like sort of tried a little bit of car racing over the winter. I say racing. Is that right? Uh, yeah, we've, we've done a couple of test days. Yeah, yeah, A couple yeah. of test days yeah. or a couple of test laps. Mm. <laughs> uh, what happened well, at Castle Coombe, Caden? <sighs> what happened? <laughs> you can speak to us, it's fine. It, yeah, well, you know, um, my sat-nav ran out. I thought the track went right and it didn't, it went left, so. Ah, right. Yeah. Okay. And there just yeah. happened to be someone must have put the wall there and the lap before or something. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Two and a half years. They because it's that funny that, though, because it wasn't there, that, that wall wasn't there for the two and a half years while <laughs> the poor guy was building the car. <laughs> was it? It just, it just four laps into your first stint. I mean, we've hey, stitched you hey, your hey, TK. Listen, thanks to Cars Stevie. now fixed and Thank, yep. back. Yeah. So, uh, Thanks, thanks to my dad and his company for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two and a half years build, very four laps to break. There we go. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, well, do you know the worst bit? Go on. Um, you know, we was fast on the day, like the really fast. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, we was ridiculously fast. And, and the, the car owner and the other person that introduced me to him uh, actually wanted to then take me to Nürburgring, even after I'd smashed up his car, you know, but <laughs> thanks. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. Well, uh, well it just shows different differences in uh, front wheel drive and rear wheel, uh, rear wheel drive, isn't there? Yeah, well, you know, I, I found that out. Uh, Oh, silly me. But anyway, <laughs> on to I mean, bigger and better things. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we were joking about a little bit of contact there, um, but that was on your own. I mean, obviously, the, the, you're used to X30 and, and Rotax, where, you know, the, the rubbing's racing, you know, as a, as a frame. Yeah. That's obviously not the case in, in, KZ2, in, in KZ2. You know, <laughs> how have you learned as a driver, whereas before you're going into a corner in, in your exit or, or in Rotax, think, right, I can just dive at the inside here. And, it, and if the person turns, you can't do that. How, what's that transition or mental transition been like? Do you know what? The racing side of things is so much hard work. Um, you know, you've got, you can put a lap in um, and that's, that's no issue. You know, to be consistent is another thing, but the racing side of things is, is extremely hard because, you know, what feels like a massive lunge in a in an X30 or a senior, that's nothing compared to KZ because you like you got your front brakes, which is also a massive help. However, with a KZ cart, you're always trying to shorten the track as much as possible. So you're almost really narrow going into every single corner. You V off the corner to ensure you're straight for the exit. But in the race in terms of things, it's not like you can get a switch back and come out the corner a lot better unless, you know, they make a mistake and, and get the wrong gear or something like that. But the racing side of things is very, very challenging because it's all so close and at a lot of speed, you know, it's very fast. So you've got to think about everything so much faster 
Um, and, you know, the overtakes is, is there's a small room, but you've got to make it happen without any contact. Well, I think that's that, that's the same for any class, really, isn't it? You got to make, you got to go down the inside without. Well, any I think you just you just going that yeah. little bit, you're going that bit faster in a KZ too, you know. Yeah, and there's that much more. And you're always narrow. Velocity. It's like you know, you see people defending in an X30 or a Rotax, but that's kind of the racing line in in some senses in mm. in the KZ. You're always narrow, so that's what I mean. Like the the gap is so much smaller, and you think you know yeah. the racing in an X30 or a senior Rotax when they are defending makes it virtually impossible to overtake. So, can you imagine that as a normal racing line? It it makes it incredibly hard. Mm. I can I can only imagine. Well, the first round of the British Champs is coming up. Uh, well, this weekend, Caden. Uh, I'm sure we'll see you there. Um, I'm think we're pretty much out of time now uh, which is a huge shame because I just wanted to quickly ask uh, before anything Wilson McCart Club 2019 again I've been told these many stories what happened where you were potentially I don't know coming together with uh, Mr Dan Stilp the man next to you in the uh, in the other room and involving a Christmas tree um, uh, uh, what, what happened there <laughs> <laughs> sure. no idea what you're talking about no that's fine we'll leave it there it's fine I trip. You tripped. Trips, okay, you tripped into, into Dan. Dan, Dan tripped fell into, into a tree. Tree fell on other people. Yeah. It is a serious sport, but sometimes you've got to have that bit of fun. That's the important <laughs> bit. You've got to enjoy it. And sometimes that means having a bit of a laugh with your manager. <laughs> Excellent. I'm sure he appreciated it. Well, uh, well, we definitely appreciate you giving your time to us, Kate McQueen. Uh, thank you so much. Best of luck this season, and uh, we wish you all thank the best. You. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Okay, See you guys soon. Cheers. Good luck. Well, it was great chatting to Caden McQueen just then. And, of course, Caden McQueen will be racing in the British Champs uh, season this year. Of course, win the KZ2 class. And KZ2 are kick-starting their season this weekend at Shennington alongside the IAMI series and the TKM series. Henry, I'm very much looking forward to this round at Shennington uh, because, well, it, it feels like it's been an eternity since we were commentating on casting, doesn't it? Yeah, it has. I mean, you know, PFI last October is a long time ago. It's a... Uh... Yeah, Easter is here, the sun is shining, the, the evenings are getting longer, so it's about time that the, the Motorsport UK British Kart Championships got underway. Uh, Shellington, classic venue, I think it hosted the opening round of the X30 TKM and KZ2 classes last year as yep. well. Um, be a lot of new faces, um, there'll be some grids I think which are going to be bigger than last year, others that may be not quite as big, but I mean it's going to be a fantastic weekend of racing Nonetheless, of course, you can watch it all on Alpha Live and you can with myself and uh, Anthony Jordan. It'll be great. It will be, great. be It will be good, won't it, Henry? I'm very much looking forward to it. And yeah, Shannington, it is a wicked circuit, is Shannington. It looks like a simple circuit, but it's not actually that simple. It, it's it, In a way, it does remind me of PF, uh, PFI slightly. And uh, let me justify what I'm saying there. Just the long straights hairpins, chicanes, sort of thing. It's got fundamental similarities, I think. Yeah, and I think, I think one of the, 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 the things about Shannington is that it, it can be, it looks at you, you've got lots of straights, so overtaking in, in some respects can be quite easy, but then in mm. others it's very difficult because, you know, and this is, this is down to how the championship enforces the rulings. You can defend the white lines from, you know, early doors at Shannington and they shall not pass. Mm. So it's a it's a question of you know when the drivers are allowed to defend. <clears throat> um, it is a power circuit, so you'll expect those with 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 lots of waft uh, to be at the forefront. But I mean, I mean, in in Army Cadet, it's it's like PFI. Yeah, it's a perfect 
uh, way for the Iamis uh, to draft and slipstream and have a big bunch racing, which is uh, which is good. It can be a little bit fraught. Um, I know that we're going to have lots of new drivers sort of competing for the wins. Uh, I mean, in Iami Cadet, I think, you know, I th- obviously uh, Zach Drummond and Lewis Warrell, Noel Rolf- Wolf have moved up. But we've got Henry Domain uh, back, who finished uh, fifth in last year's championship. We've got the old plate winner, George Edgar, who won at Shellington in mm-hmm. last year's round of the British Championships. Kit Belofsky, um, top 10 last year, is coming off a big win at uh, the Little Green Man event at Lark Hall uh, just recently. He'll be uh, one to, you know, to, to, to look out for as well, uh, along with the likes of Jacob Ashcroft, uh, Jesse Phillips and Noah Baglin, who we all saw as well. So there's plenty of plenty of talking points. And again, it's going to be another great, you know, fusion versus Ollie Roller Motorsports mm. uh, battle in, in Cadet. Can't wait to yeah. see that uh, kick off. Yeah, definitely. They always gave us a good little scrap, didn't they? And, uh, you know, that that's the fundamental thing with uh, the IAMI series as well. Yeah, big one, main competitor for, for, for Rotax, but Rotax doing really well. Same with IAMI. You know, they're, they're both uh, battling it out well out there in the karting world. But, yeah, I think the Mini X30 numbers for this one, I think, are looking a little bit lower than what we were really hoping them to be. But they're still plenty of races in it and they're still going to give some fantastic action out there i know a couple of new drivers who are coming into it from the club scenes i think riley bishop being one of them he's he's joining into the uh, the first round no i know definitely at shennington uh, his uh, him and his dad paul have, have done uh, amazing work uh, with himself it's, it's worth pointing out actually that we haven't been given entry lists yet. no we don't so we, yeah, we don't, we don't have an entry list no, so. so we don't know who's going to be there exactly no. but i mean you know that this yeah this, i know this there's a couple of drivers of course, who are racing in it but in terms of full numbers, yeah. yeah, we have no idea actually who's entering it. By the time this is out, they could be out. They could be released. Well, you would have hoped they'd be released because they're racing this weekend. So, uh, yeah, but at the time of filming, yeah. it's, yeah, we don't have the entry list yet. So we cannot confirm nor deny what the numbers are. Um, but, yeah, I know that the fact I mean, that... is it worth pointing out as well, Anthony? Sorry. Is yeah, the yeah, last no, go, two go years on, of Mini, Mini X30, the last two years, they've been two great head-to-head title battles. Mm. Vinnie Phillips against Leo Robinson in 2020. 2021, Leo Robinson versus Macaulay Bishop. It's always been two drivers going head-to-head for the title, and it's all boiled down to the the last minute. So they're going to have two new contenders, uh, or many new contenders this year, because Leo and Macaulay have both moved up to junior X30. So like you said, who's going to... Who's going to fill uh, those that that gap? And yeah, um, yeah you said this, uh, yeah, potentially a young privateer driver. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I was saying, yeah, Riley Bishop. You know, he's coming into it. Um, he's dominated the club karting scene in Mini X30. He he, he dominated at uh, Wilton Mill Kart Club in the Miami Cadet class uh, when he was younger. He moved up to Mini X30 and he, and he uh, continued that uh, winning streak. And you know, going into it, I was speaking to his dad uh, not long ago, and he's saying that yeah, the the uh, they're going into the British. I'm not doing the whole British, but they want to see what he can do at Shennington against the other British drivers. Because, like you're saying, yep. he's going into club weekends and he's winning by 13 seconds, <laughs> and he just <laughs> yeah, wants to well, see yeah. what he can do on the British scene. Yeah, you know, well. he he wants that challenge, and it'll be really curious to see what he can do because he's going to be, yeah, the the essentially he will be classed as a rookie uh, in the British champs, I believe, won't he, if he comes in like that? Because it's his first yep. season, he will be. Yep. Yeah, cool. I wasn't, yes. I wasn't, I wasn't just guessing at that. He is, so he will be classed yeah. as a rookie. But I can tell you now, he's he's not a rookie because he's raced at Shannington in the club, uh, club weekends as well, and he has been on the pace there as well. So you know, he's definitely uh, one to keep an eye out. Is uh, Riley Bishop? So yeah. that'll be one to keep an eye out. 
Yeah, indeed. Um, in, we, we know we're going to have a new champion in Junior X30 yeah. because Dan Ginshard has now made the move he's up gone. to uh, British mm-hmm. Formula 4 with yeah, uh, Mercedes. Um, and the Mercedes Junior team. I mean, I mean, yeah, like I said, Macaulay Bishop and, and Leo Robinson, uh, they, they, they move their battle from Mini X30 last year to Junior X30 this year. Uh, both have been doing very well in the European scene so far. Macaulay had a great win at the start of the year. Uh, in one of the IAMI X30 Euro series. And Leo yeah. Robinson's been very, very close as well. So that's going to be a great one to watch. And of course, the junior X30 field is going to be absolutely packed. I mean, just looking at, I mean, the, the biggest domestic junior X30 race we've had so far has been the opening round of Little Green Man. Uh, Jack Nettleship uh, beat both Macaulay and Leo uh, <laughs> in that one. A uh, driver that neither of us are too familiar, but hopefully, maybe a wild card there. Nettleship is going to be. Um, you know, going to be up there as well. I mean, Harry Burgoyne Jr., you've got, um, you know, who's been a, a race winner at this level, uh, Cameron Pratt-Thompson, Ryland Ashberg, um, Fred Green moving up there. So there's going to be uh, Gabriel Stilp as well. I mean, last year's junior, uh, actually the Army International champion at Le Mans, Gabriel Stilp for the Crop Promotions team. Mm. Fantastically packed field full of talent uh, in Junior X30, you know, no matter how many of them turn up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we could waffle on all day about IAMI, but don't forget TKM are going to be there as well as KZ2. Yep. So there are plenty more drivers in that to talk about. And of course, Caden McQueen, who joined us on the uh, the show as well uh, earlier on, you know, he's going to be racing in KZ2 this year. He's not done as much testing as I think he would like to do uh, this year, but, you know, he, he's still, he, he's jumped into that KZ2 car and he's shown great, great potential. And that's fantastic. Speaking to... Um, uh, Dan Stilper earlier on, you know, he was saying that, you know, Caden has really shown great uh, skill and potential because there are so driving a KZ2 compared to a, a, a nor, like a normal senior X30 or anything like that, or senior Rotax. It's a completely different kettle of fish. You've got adjusting brake bias. You've got gears. You've got all sorts to deal with revs. And it's just, yeah, it's a totally different kettle of fish. And it's not something you can easily just jump into, is it, KZ2? Yeah, I mean, if there's one class this year that I think is going to be uh, surprising to most of us, it's going to be KZ2. Um, the TKM classes always provide fantastic, uh, you, you know, fantastic entertainment, very close title battles, um, and there's some real good talent in, in both those uh, divisions. KZ2, we're seeing more and more drivers go from direct drive into KZ2. Caden is the, the, is the most recent one of them. You've also got the likes of Tom Adams. Uh, moving over, former uh, double English Rotax champion. And you've got Charlie Turner, Bradley Barrett, who are going into their second season in KZ2. Um, I did see uh, uh, one of the clay uh, team clay racing drivers um, who, who's, who's gone out of Rotax in, into KZ2. He's going to have, have a go as, as, as well. And then you've got the likes of the experience hands, you know, Ryan Cannon, the champion. Then you've got yeah. the, Tom Longfield, Miles Murphy is going to be an ever-present there. I'm not sure if Joe Charlton's going to be racing um, or not, but I mean, KZ2, the numbers are going to increase and it's going to be a very, very, very exciting season. It's going to be an electric season, isn't it? And then finally, TKM series as well. Obviously, junior TKM last year. Alfie Garford took the win on that one. TKM Extreme, James Pashley as well. Again, I don't know if they're going to be back in TKM this year. It would be a big shame to not see them back. Do you know Do you know much about that? Well, what... Well, I mean, I think I think that Al, I think Al Garford and, and Alistair Cresswell, I think they're going to be moving over to X30. I, I know one right. of them definitely is. Okay. Um, James pa- James Pashley has died in the wall uh, TKM uh, driver, but I'm not quite sure. Did he did he say that he was moving to X30 as well? Whoever whoever is is in that class is going to be extremely extremely uh, competitive. Yeah. Um, you know that you know we know that much. And of course, the TKM extremes 
Um, you know, the privateer drivers have mm. won the last couple of, of British championships. You know, mm. um, there's a real chance for a privateer driver to do again. But there are some great teams. Tim Wilson Motorsports going to have a, um, you know, a strong team. Class and Motorsport are going to have a strong team. Obviously, the Talco drivers mm-hmm. are going to be strong. Um, it's just a question of, uh, yeah, we don't know who's going to turn up until the opening round. But again, yep. for, for, for IAMI I type racing at Shannington, you just look at TKM. Same same thing. Yeah. Nose to tail. There will be, you know, like trains, slipstreaming. It's going to be very, very exciting. It's going to be a wicked weekend. Ladies and gents, make sure you don't miss it out. Well, you can catch it all on the Alpha Live YouTube channel coming up this weekend. The Motorsport yes. UK British Kart Championships. I'm looking forward to it. We'll leave it there, I think. Let's move on to the new segment of the podcast then. And, well, it's Henry. It's hard to beat around the bush on this one, and we've got to address the elephant in the room. Uh, let's talk about the FIA Karting European Championships and what happened at Portimao. Uh, Artem Shrevenkin there. <sighs> what what can you say? What can you say about a situation like that? Well, I mean, let's, for, the, for those of you that have been living under a rock, um, Artem uh, Sevrukin won the OK senior class at Portimao at the first round of the European Championships and on the podium he made uh, a, a, fascist a gesture. gesture that some people have linked to Nazism and uh, it, whatever gesture it was it was uh, a, a gesture showing support for Russia which is against the rules in the current uh, FIA ruling because of what's going on uh, in Russia and Ukraine at the moment. Um, now I've got a, a problem with, with several parts of this and I'll be as brief as I can. Um, whether you agree with having Russian drivers or Belarusian drivers competing at all um, is is by the by. The FIA's rules are quite uh, are quite uh, uh, clear. They're not allowed to represent Russia like any athletes or in in all different sports. They either com- they compete as neutrals. But in karting, several drivers have uh, gained Italian licenses. So Artem and the and the junior, the OK Junior uh, winner uh, Dmitry Matviev, they're both racing under Italian licenses. And it was during the Italian national anthem that Artem made his uh, gesture and then started laughing about it with seen persons uh, watching the presentation. Um, that goes against the FIA rules. Uh, they haven't decided whether or not they're going to exclude Artem or not. Ward Racing, the team that he was uh, participating yeah, for, have issued a, a strongly worded statement. They've sacked him. Yeah, he's um, been They cannot Ward, continue with him. And uh, yeah, it's one of those things that... that, that <clears throat> Karting has been on the BBC Sports website, and the last time karting was on the BBC Sports website was when Luca Corberi decided oh, to launch God, his who nose cone. At, <laughs> and it, it seems as though that yeah, karting, the only time karting appears in the mainstream mm. news media is when karting doesn't do, do itself any favours. Favours, yeah. Um, yeah. I, the, the person that I want to, uh, I feel sorry for most of all, is as a young OK Junior driver, Alexander Bondarev. He's the only Ukrainian driver at the moment competing. Uh, at world level karting and um, he's obviously got a lot of support and just to see uh, that happening must have been terrible for, for Alexander and his family so uh, my, my thoughts are, are obviously with him and yeah hopefully the FIA who are doing a very sort of um, they are they've removed the footage uh, you, yeah. so you can't watch the, the, the final they removed the footage they're removing various posts on social media they are investigating it um, in the FIA rule books there are strict there is a specific regulation saying that any action or um, any flag or any action or any gesture deemed uh, against the ruling and, and, and against the the, uh, the code of ethics of sport concerning Russia uh, there is a penalty it doesn't say what penalty there is I think that the FIA will have no choice but to exclude him from the race. 
I mean, it's... which is um, is he? He's a senior driver. But he's only fifteen. But however, that's uh, that's irrelevant in my eyes. Yeah, it, it's irrelevant. It's, and we can go into a whole discussion of whether, whether he should be racing under an Italian license or whether they should be racing at all. Uh, whether the team should be employing him. That's that's a discussion for another time. Um, I, you know, everyone's got opinions on that. But yeah. for this, I think it was an utter disgrace, and it's a shame for karting. It is, it is a shame for karting because you said you took the words out of my mouth there quite clearly when you said that the only time karting makes it into the mainstream media is when something goes wrong and not when something goes right. Because when you think back, you know we've had double karting championship champions in in one season. You know, unheard of, unprecedented. Doesn't even get made news public anything like that. But as soon as someone does something silly and something that they shouldn't do, it's plastered everywhere. And <clears throat> um, you know, like you say, yep. like Luca Corberi and like this incident here with Artem, it's. It, it, it does seem to be highly unfair to the whole karting community, I feel, having something like this happen. And, you know, especially on the world stage as well, the FIA karting stage, it's it's not a place to do it. And, yeah, I, ju I just feel, yeah, it, well, it's I think it's let everything down in the in the karting world, I think. Uh, abs absolutely. Um, uh, and that's something that uh, uh, Mr. Savryukin is going to have to deal with um, in his, his own way, in his own time, but uh, it, it is it is a huge shame, and I think there's a lot of eyes now looking at the FIA and the CIK and the organisers of the FIA European Championships to see, you know, what why was he allowed to be racing under an Italian license? I think the Italian is, Federation has got a lot it. to answer for um, as, as well. The teams, you know, the, the, the teams obviously are taking these drivers' money um, to allow them to race. Uh, well, you know, another team have issued a, a strongly worded. Uh, um, statements and they've sacked him but yeah. uh, should they have hired him in the first place yeah, um, yeah. should they have taken his money and um, there are other drivers that are, that are racing that are Russian drivers that are racing with no flag mm. um, which is what they're supposed to do um, you know whether you know that that's that's what a lot of I mean you look at tennis and you look at other other sports and, and the Russian athletes they're competing under the neutral flag uh, yeah. under, under no flag whatsoever you know why did this why did these drivers decide they had to get an Italian flag and race which to me is well it is a real shame it's and a... uh, I can't wait to, for the day that they look at some of the Alpha's footage of some of the British Championship or the other events that we stream um, to show some of the fantastic racing that is karting and that the, the, all the good that the sport can uh, uh, bring out. Yeah, definitely. Pure racing, pure drivers, and that's what we like to see. And that's the main thing that karting is all about. You know, it's not a political platform for people. It is to race and it's to see where they can achieve and where they can build their careers and where they see themselves yeah. in, you know, those 10, 15 exactly. years when they're older and they're racing in formula divisions and all of that. So, yeah, um, we, we so look forward to them. We wish all those drivers the best. But it's, um, yeah, it's a, like we say, it's a very fluid situation at the moment. And I'm sure the FIA are looking into it quite strictly and uh, we'll have to see what happens when that comes out. Of course, by the time this is get broadcast, we might have an answer to this uh, hope issue. So. We do hope so. So um, hopefully they're going to be working on that one. But uh, we'll, we'll we'll brush away from that one. We'll come back to more British karting uh, side of things in terms yes. of news <clears throat> and. Uh, yeah, Tires. Tires is a big one. Tires is a, a fundamental thing of racing. Everyone needs them. Yes. But there's a bit of a shortage going on, isn't there? There's there's particularly Mojo tires. So uh, Mojo tires used by the Rotax classes. Now this year, Rotax has seen an explosion of numbers. Mm. Huge, huge yeah, Rotax yeah, yeah. entries. Now Jag Rotax have issued a statement saying that unfortunately, due to several reasons, um, due to the current situation uh, in Russia and Ukraine, due to uh, you know the material supply, uh, material shortage, 
And of course, you've got the other thing. You've got Brexit, you've got COVID, you've got all these things, all these reasons coming together. Jag can only supply Mojo tyres to competitors in the British champ in the Motorsport UK British Championships. And they've said that they're, they're, unfortunately this time there's simply not enough Mojo tyres to go round. It's a it's a problem that is happening, you know, all over the karting world with various different uh, karting uh, tyre manufacturers. So championships running road tax classes that aren't the Motorsport UK British Championships, they're being forced to look elsewhere and take on other tyre uh, uh, brands. I think uh, the UKC are going to Comets. You've got Maxis, which a lot of people are, uh, are looking to use. It's obviously it's not an ideal situation. Yeah. Uh, we don't know how long it's going to carry on for. It's unfortunate. Um, and, and But the tyre tire supply issues have been a problem for the last couple of years. Yeah, they have been, um, haven't they? Prices are going up. And everyone's and yeah, pick pick your poison. What are you going to blame? Are you going to blame Brexit? Are you going to blame COVID? Are you now going to blame the war? Are you now going to blame uh, not enough people uh, the, 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 well enough to to make the tires? Are you going to you, you you name it? All all, all that the drivers know is that number one, tire prices are going up, and number two, there's not enough tires when you want them, mm. and it's a it's a real shame. And unfortunately, again, whichever way you look at it, the drivers are the ones that are that, that, are, that are suffering. And um, it's not, Jag Rotax don't make the tires. Jag okay. Rotax simply bring the tires in. They can't get enough tires from Mojo. Yeah, um, yeah. Exactly. So yeah. yeah, that's a shame. So for, for people in the British Championship, you're okay if you're in yep. Rotax. You've got Mojo tires for the season. If you are in um, the National Car Cup, the UKC club events. Um, uh, other things like that, then then you are being asked to look elsewhere and get different tyres. Yeah, yeah, and that's going to make it well, quite a challenge, I think, for you know the other championships in in a way, because um, you think yeah, because everyone's going to have to be on the same tyre, aren't they? They're all going to have to be on the same tyre. Uh, when they're racing out, you can't yep. have you can't have one Rotax on Maxis, one on Comet, and you know you, you can't you can't you can't do that. So you know they're all going to have to find one, and they're all going to be ha have to be happy with it. So you know it's a ri it's a and, really and no one's going to be happy with it because that and, and no one's going to be happy with whatever solution. No. So for championship organisers, um, it is a, 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 a real a real nightmare. Hopefully the problem will be solved during the course of the season. Um, we'll have to wait and see, but uh, yeah. that's that's a shame. Yeah, it is a shame. It is a shame, but that's what we're going. Light and breezy news this time around, wasn't it? There you go. Like, yeah, like, we, <laughs> light and breezy uh, news. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but hey, it is what it is. The seasons yeah. are starting up soon as well, and um, you know F1's going well so far. You know they're going into their fourth round of the season, coming up in Imola uh, with the Emilia Romana Grand Prix, and you know that's that's going to be an exciting one. Have you updated your fantasy league as well, Henry? Uh, yes, I'm glad you brought up. So Alpha Live have got a fantasy Formula One league, and I am currently P2. How has that happened? Two, I'm two, P11. Two. How is this? Well, how is this? How, how has it happened? Because yeah. I am the beard of knowledge, as you know. My 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 knowledge of all things motorsport is is unparalleled in this room, anyway. Yeah. And uh, it's. I mean, I, 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 you say you're surprised. I'm, I'm not surprised. Uh, I'm I, only surprised. I'm only second. <laughs> it's irritating. There, now this is a public league, so if people want it to join. It is. It is a public league. And, yeah, and, you can join. And, and humiliate Anthony even more. Mm. Then I think there's going to be a, a, a login details in the in the description of this podcast. I, I think so. Yeah. If, you, if you're if you're watching the video so. version of this, yeah, on YouTube, in the description below is the link to the Alpha Life Fantasy League. Uh, so you can join it. You can uh, race against myself and Henry. Um, and when I say race against myself and Henry, you'll demolish me and you'll race against Henry because I haven't got <laughs> clearly. I haven't got a clue what I'm doing. This is my first <laughs> fantasy league I've been a part of, Henry. I I I, I have to say. I am a I am a version to this. I so say you say you clearly don't know what you're doing. Life imitates art. That's all I can say. Wow, 
thanks for that. <laughs> anyway, we'll move on anyway, because uh, coming up next in the uh, podcast, we'll be talking to Rob Stubbs and the Supercar Championships. Let's move on to our next segment then. We've gone from karting to supercarts, and we're joined by Rob Stubbs, one of the supercart drivers in the British Supercart Super Series. Joining us, Rob, how are we? I'm very well, thank you, Anthony. Great to be here. Excellent stuff. Uh, we were supposed to have Gary James and Simon Steele with us, but unfortunately, they need to put 50p into meter for router. And uh, unfortunately, yeah, their internet wasn't working too well and they couldn't join us, unfortunately, which is a big, big shame. But we'll hopefully we'll hear from them a little bit later on with a uh, couple of statements. Now, uh, Rob, now you're racing Division 1 this year in the British Supercut Super Series Championship, uh, running the number 20, I believe. Am I right in saying that or am I completely wrong? Yeah, we've made the step up to the Division 1 Supercarts this year. We were previously running the 250 Nationals. So this is uh, the first year that I've ever actually raced the Division 1 Supercarts. And uh, crikey, it, it really is a big step up. Yeah, we've, we've run the number 20 for uh, my whole sort of racing, don't want to use the word career, but sort of racing stint that I've done. And, uh, you know, I just didn't want to change it this year. So uh, I'm not going to say it's my lucky number, but, you know, it's a number that I've always stuck with. So. Yeah. You can definitely say career. You can say career. It's fine. You're a racing driver, career. Rob. You're a racing, racing driver, driver, Rob. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My non-funded career. There you Your go. Your non-funded career. Self-funded career. Self-funded. Self there you go. Yeah. Painfully <laughs> funded, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I mean, just for those people that may not be aware of Supercart, I mean, the Division One Supercarts, they are the granddaddies of them all. They're the ones with a full aero body kit. Uh, they're the fastest uh, carts that you can get anywhere in the world. Is that, is that right? They really are, yeah. So they're, they're the premier class of Supercarts and, you know, nothing really comes close. I mean, I thought I was going to be quite well prepared going from a 250 single right through to the Division One Supercar. And even then the jump was absolutely massive. You know, you've got two uh, 125 cylinders and in one engine, essentially, and you, they're kicking out about, you know, 100 horsepower and the power to weight ratio is just phenomenal. So, you know, the 0 to 60 times, you, you're looking around the two second mark, you've got a six speed sequential gearbox and they, like, like you say, Henry, they've got full aerodynamic bodywork as well. So you do wing adjustments, nose cone adjustments. So, you know, if, if any of your audience are from the short circuit, that's probably one of the biggest differences is that we we're changing a lot of the aerodynamics on the car as well. Like that, that to me, it just sounds insane because you, you think of it, how close you are to the ground, like karting in general, just normal short circuit karting. They're terrifying. So you're going at such high speed still, especially in the KZ2 era, because you know, they're still, they can top out at well over a hundred mile an hour still at short circuits, uh, just about. So, you know, when you, you, you put that factor into, you know, a massive circuit and like Silverstone, Alton Park, things like that, and you're still going 140 odd miles an hour, but still an inch from the ground. Yeah, terrifying, really, I think it falls down to. I can't think of a better word other than um, no. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people do ask me, you know, how does it feel to drive a supercar? And it's actually probably one of the hardest questions to answer because, you know, if you're telling someone that you're one inch off the ground doing between 140 and 150 miles per hour down the back straight, um, you know, monstrously quick speeds, 
it's really difficult to describe what that feels like. I think one of the words that I described it is it felt like warp speed when I first had a go. It just felt like everything around me was flying past me so quickly. Um, yeah, so it, it really is a an adrenaline-filled um, monster to drive. Uh, mm. It's very difficult to, to describe it. Yeah, Henry knows a lot about tunnel vision with the amount of iron brew he gets through in a commentary weekend. But yeah, you get about tunnel vision with that as well, don't you, Henry? I mean, yeah, and I'm sure like 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 I do, you get you see stars and things like that <laughs> at, at your peripheral vision. So I mean, just for for those of uh, the alpha viewers that uh, are familiar with what we cover, myself and Nancy normally the short circuit karting. So in the British Kart Championships, the fastest karts that we have in short circuits is the uh, are the the KZ2 the gearbox karts. Now in supercar racing, they're they're known as the one two fives, the one two five opens. So they're the slowest class in supercar racing. You then go, you've got a four fifty four stroke class. Uh, then you've got a two fifty class, um, which is what you uh, Rob were racing in last year. And then you step up to yeah. division one. So there's four steps of gearbox karting. Um, the one two five, the KZ twos that we we normally uh, cover are the slowest of those four, effectively. Um, <laughs> which, which is mental because they're the fastest on the yeah. short circuits. And and, and, yeah. and and you know, I, I think you were saying you were saying, Rob. But I mean, so this year you're going to be. I mean, you've, you've raced at Silverstone already on the GP circuit, and we'll come back to that in a little bit. You've got Cadwell Park, uh, the Snetterton three hundred circuit, Anglesey. And then the, the last round of your championship, the British Supercar uh, Super Series, is the uh, Alton Park International. Now, you were saying something about the lap record at Alton Park International. Well, not the lap record, but a Porsche GT3 Cup car going around Alton yeah. Park International was one time. And then the Division One Supercar was... That's correct, yeah. So Sam Moss set the lap record at Alton Park last year in the Division One, and he was like... I can't remember the exact number, but it was like between 10 and 14 seconds a lap quicker than, than the Porsche. And it was just like, you know, that that's no slouch of a car. So if he's doing those sort of lap times, you know, it really, sometimes you have to explain that to someone for them to grasp the context of how quick a supercar actually is. You know, there's a lot of things out there that, that may go quicker in a straight line. But when you look at cornering well, not, not speeds, really. braking... <laughs> You are sorry. No, no, there are not many things that go quicker in a straight line. <laughs> yeah. than division one supercars. Well, we're talking supercars in in a, in a straight line, but you know, like, like you say, when you're going around a track, you know, to to a degree, straight line speed becomes uh, certainly not the most important factor. You know, you look at braking, you look at cornering speeds. Um, even when we brake in a supercar, you. On a test day, you sort of compare yourself to, oh, where, where's that hurricane breaking? You know, we're so far uh, much later than, than like your supercars, your GT3 cars. And it's like we were saying earlier, Henry, around Cadwell, you know, supercars are quicker than the uh, the British superbikes. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a phenomenal uh, concept to get your head around. You know, a car can actually go that quick. And if you don't know about supercars, then you can't really... I imagine what that could be like um but yeah so it's well, crazy you, you talk you talk about obviously looking at the braking zones and i mean like yeah when i ever go to a, a racetrack and you're always seeing you look at a 
you play a racing game or something like that, you think, oh, I'm flat out around that corner in a, in, a, in a game. And then you see a hurricane going into it and they're breaking 500 yards before the corner. You think, why is he breaking so early? But then in a supercut, because of the power to weight ratio that you have, you know, you can break so much later and you can chuck it in. You can carry so much through the, uh, speed through the corners. Yeah, it is, it is a massive fundamental. They're like mini F1 cars. Let's put it that way. They're mini F1 cars. You're going around at breakneck speeds. It is, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's in a crazy, crazy little format. And it, baffles me that it isn't as popular as it should be no no i think sometimes uh we touched on it earlier i think one of the, the almost one of the biggest downfalls of super karting is the word that it has cart mm. in the name yeah because when you're explaining it to someone they hear the word cart and then they immediately associate it with oh you go go-karting yeah actually, yeah you know, it's, 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 oh, i hate that like go-karting go when people say go-karting to me i went it's almost it's almost rude um but yeah it's it's you, and then once you show them some videos some pictures and you, you explain you know what it is and the speeds that you're capable of then they sort of you can see them sort of understanding and realizing mm. um and uh yeah it's it's quite a funny realization face that you see sort of their face drops and it's like wow i had no idea it was like that. Mm, mm. Yeah, you, you can offer them, yeah, you, you want to have a go? You know, you can do one corner and then you'll probably cry. So it's, you know, you can you can have a go if you really want to. Um, but yeah, it, it, you can't understand about how quick this is. But a good way of understanding of how quick they are is you can head to YouTube and you can go to Rob Stubbs YouTube channel, ladies and gentlemen, because you've got lots yes. of uh, videos on there of how quick you go and I'm, I'm you know I'm going to play it just on my uh, little computer screen on here of uh, one of your videos Rob but you know Supercart Division 1 at Silverstone um, you know you say, your title says started 10th finished 8 out of 50 of them 50 carts and nobody knows anything about yeah. supercarts it's like there are 50 carts out there and no one knows a thing about them no, that I know, was at the I, know. I think GP it was actually circuit, wasn't it mm. it was the full GP circuit yeah so for me that was like one of the one of the bucket list things for me you know to race around where the F1 actually race you know I, I've done the national circuit before but I've always kind of like you know oh, I really want to do the GP circuit so doing that in a division one supercar for me was a was a bucket list thing for sure um, and was the yeah, first yeah. thing you did when you got out with like check the the Grand Prix lap times from the Formula One and compare them against yours <laughs> in Division One supercars? I think yeah. it's a little bit. Well, that's, that, that's the ultimate. <laughs> that's the ultimate comparison, isn't it? Yeah, we, we're we're quite a bit off the off the F1 times, but then you know what I spend to what an F1 budget spends. You know, I, I'm pretty happy with where we're coming in at. <laughs> well, exactly. That, that's the whole point. You know, you know, you you you. You know, I mean, there aren't many championships that race to the full. You know, obviously, you've got the you know, Formula One, you've got the GP2, I think GP3, uh, possibly sports cars do the full international circuit. Um, but I mean, and, and then and then you guys. Yeah. And, well, we, yeah, we follow the Your budget against theirs we, is, is, is incredible. I know. And we, we're quite fortunate in that we follow the Brit Car Championship as well. So there's a couple of um, really quick, you know, Ferraris, Hurricanes out there that have been kitted out. And we were lapping three or four seconds a lap quicker on the GP circuit than them. Um, so it really does, again, shows you the speeds that these are capable of. Um, I think one of the biggest differences from your regular audience is, you know, from the short circuit, they will actually be quite familiar with the, the six gears that they're mm. used to on the, on, the, on the short circuit. So one back, five forward, it's the exact same for the Division 1, and, um, and it's the same sort of rev range as well. So you, you're sort of changing up 13.7 to 
14,000. I'm, I'm watching uh, it right yeah, now. So he's bang He's bang on with them numbers. I'm watching it now. He's changing gears at the 13, yeah, yeah, 13, seven. Um, but what I'm saying is there's a lot of similarities. So if people are quite worried about making that jump, you know, I'm pretty sure that they'd, they'd feel quite comfortable going from a short circuit to a long circuit. There's a lot of similarities there. I think the biggest thing is just like I say, the arrow and some of the, the straight line speeds. Um, but I'm pretty sure they'd feel comfortable getting straight into the car. Um, talk to you, Rob, a little bit about the sort of protective equipment that you guys are running. Because obviously in a cart, short circuit cart, they would have, um, you know, like a carting suit. It'd be an abrasive uh, thing. It wouldn't be fireproof in karting. Um, you know, it's only when you go to motorsport, uh, like uh, into car racing, that's where you've got to have your fireproof suits. I'm seeing you going around in what looks to be a leather one-piece race suit, uh, bike suit. Yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, we have to wear the uh, the very attractive looking leathers uh, as we do as male racers and female as well, actually. Um, but yeah, we wear leathers because if we are getting thrown out of the supercart, then ultimately the speeds we're going at, we need to be protected like a like a motorbike uh, race, you know, um, motorcycle. So uh, you know, those leathers are a, are a step up in terms of protection for us. Um, you know, if you compare it to F1, where they've got the halo above their heads, if the car was to flip, then their head's protected. Whereas in a supercar, if it flips, we're going to get crushed. So as weird as it may seem, the best option for us is to get thrown out. Uh, no, but like I say, I'm watching this lap here around Silverstone GP. And I mean, you're flying around the circuit and talking about speed, you're going into the braking zone at Stowe Corner at 130 miles an hour. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And like you say, you don't have seatbelts either. You've got no seatbelts, you've got no hands device or anything like that, and you're going at these speeds. To say that they're absolutely, well, I mean, I've used the word terrifying several times in this uh, in this section so far, but I can't, yeah, it is, it is terrifying. You know, it, it is, it, it's one of them where we do it because we get the adrenaline from it, mm. you know, it, it's probably, I think my mum and dad, as a as a kid, wish I'd taken up darts. You know, it's not as uh, it's, it's certainly not as uh, on the edge. But that's yeah. why we do it. We love the adrenaline. We love the speeds. We love the we love to push and to the limit. And uh, you know, there's always a risk with any form of motorsport. But everyone's really respectful. We appreciate the speeds that we're going at, and you know, they have. Bump, you know, side bumpers and front bumpers and things like that. So, you know, it's always very respectful and we very rarely see any any bad incidences. So, um, yeah, I certainly feel confident that it's a safe safe arena to, to, to race in. Henry, any last comments before we have to go? Because we're nearly at our 15-minute deadline. Well, I mean, I was going to say, so, you know, obviously first season in Division 1, uh, uh, two for five rounds, you know, Silverstone, you've done uh, Cadwell, Snetterton, Anglesey and Alton. What's the goal for the year for you? The goal, personally for me, uh, Silverstone was a big learning curve for me, just trying to understand the car, big step up in terms of the, the engine and everything else. I think now I want to start pushing onto the top five. If I could try and get a top five in the, in the championship this year, that would be, for me, an absolute win for, for me personally. So that's that's my personal objective as well, Henry, yeah. Perfect. Um, it would be good as well, guys, just to say that, you know, if anyone is considering having a having a go in a supercar, there is a, uh, a test centre at Darleymore Circuit in Ashbourne, and there's a bloke there called Terry Bateman. Uh, if you go I on Google... I was about to say, in, yeah, Terry up at Darleymore. Yeah, yeah. That's it, yeah. So if you go on Google and you type in supercar in UK, 
you can go on there and they actually do an arrive and drive. So you don't have to go out and purchase one of these. If you just want to have half a day, get a feel for it, see if, if you enjoy it. Uh, you know, it's a three mile circuit, so you're going to get the full experience of a longer circuit compared to something like a short circuit. So it's almost like a try before you buy. Uh, it's a fantastic thing that Terry does. So I'd urge anyone, if you're interested, give it a, give it a go. Oh, well, I know what I I'm doing next that, weekend. Uh, <laughs> I think Alpha Live needs to do a feature where uh, myself and Anthony try a supercar and Rob, you can be our driver coach. Uh, and sort of assess <laughs> yeah, I'll be your driver coach for the day. There we go. I'm <laughs> up for that. I'm definitely up for that. Up That's for that awesome. Too. Yep. Yeah, brilliant. Well, thank you so much for taking your time out of your day, Rob, uh, for chatting with us. Best of luck for the rest of the season. And uh, yeah, we uh, we do wish you all the best, mate. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you very much. Take it easy. Bye. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us for episode two of the Alpha Live podcast. A huge thanks to all of our guests, Kayda McQueen, Rob Stubbs, and of course yourself, Henry Rebecca, for taking the time out for uh, having a good old chinwag with us today. Lots of action coming up this weekend on the Alpha Live YouTube channel. We're, we're in five different places at the same time. Who could thunk it? We're at Buckmore Park. There are 24 hours coming up this weekend. MSUK, well, Motorsport UK, I should say. We'll slap on the wrist for saying that. But Motorsport UK, they're going to be at Shennington for their first round of the British Kart Championships. Myself and Henry will be there, of course. Bambino Kart Club, uh, they'll be at GYG. Yeah, that's your, uh, your three. famous that. That's yeah. three. Uh, Teesside Sprints and Wilton Mill Teesside Kart Club. Teesside four, yeah. five. Five. Five my different cup, locations. My cup of karting joy overflows, actually. Yes. I mean, how about after we do the Saturday stuff at Shellington, how about we hightail it down to Medway, uh, mm -hmm. do the overnight shift at the Buckmore Park 24-hour kart race, and then yeah. come back up for the racing on Sunday? Sunday I mean, I'm you? all up for that. If you're driving, I'll, I'll go for it. Yeah, let's do it. We're... That's fine. That, that's not a problem. <laughs> that's not a problem at all. Make we'll sure you that. pay your dart charge, <laughs> ladies and gents. I forgot to one time. Ended up Ooh. with a £300 fine. That was... <laughs> <laughs> didn't go too well. Um, but yes, uh, yeah, huge thank you. And again, ladies and gents, who are enjoying what you're seeing here today, please make sure you leave a comment below. Let us know what you want to see in the next episode or if you want to be a part of the next episode. Let us know in the comment section below. Give us a like, give us a subscribe. Yeah, uh, but Henry, yes. Anthony, oh, tell way. me something. Yes, An Anthony. <laughs> yes. That worked really well. Um, it did. Tell the viewers how. what do they need to do because I want to do more of these. You know, you want to do more of these. Tell mm. them. I'm give you a snap for going the wrong way. Is that right? Tell I, them, tell I, them, tell I, them. Henry, I just told them. I told them they need to. They need to leave a comment. They need to leave a a, a like. You know, they need to share it. They need to get in contact with us if they want to be a part of it. Because of course, if no one likes it, if no one does it, we won't do another one. Again, we said that last no, time. Right. We did another one anyway because we were like, nah, never mind. We'll just do another we one. But do of one. course, you know, it's it's the, one of the main things. They need they need to they need to do something at least to let us know. No problem. So can I blow you a kiss? Mwah. There you go. No. Bye for now. <laughs> Thank you.